Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, I get it. Hey, I get it. Hey, hey, I get it. Hey, I you ain't get nothing it. but a... All right, welcome back. Or did you, you keep going if you want. That's all I'm going to get that Doja Cat. They don't call this Hound Dog, though. Isn't it called Vegas? It's Vegas. Vegas? Yes. But uh, notice how she said frog in the beginning. She was shouting me out. That's because they replaced the other word. <laughs> no. Dummy. Take you guys up until 2 here on the program. Heat basketball back tonight, 7.30 off from the Kaseya Center. You, of course, can hear that right here on 560 WQAM. Jason Jackson and our next guest, Amy Audibert, on the call. You can listen to here on WQAM. You can watch on Bally Sports Sun. They have your coverage starting at 7 as the Heat take on the Magic Night. Amy, kind enough to join us on the Toilet of Hollywood guest line. Shop hundreds of toilets indoors in one of America's largest showrooms at Toilet of Hollywood on 441 between Hollywood and Sheridan. Hello, Amy. How are you? Hello, Amy. Good morning. Hi, everybody. I'm great. It's game day. I it love is, game day. So. Yeah, I love game day, too. How early do you go over to the um, arena? Well, I like to roll over around. I like to get there around 445, ideally. So usually I get there right at 5. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're on, that, got, you're on that J Fig. Uh, you're on that J Fig schedule. Say, yeah. Every day I'm like, I'm going to be early. I'm going to be early. But I mean, women understand. Our our time is to get ready is a little bit more. I understand. You know. I get it. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. It's like, I. so I'll just tell you guys real quick. I go work out. I'm in this great routine of working out on game days. I get home. I sit here. I do my prep. We have a production meeting. I go shower and I literally have to dry my hair, put my makeup on, get dressed, and then start driving in. So I love game days, but they are pretty intense. It's a <laughs> pretty huge one tonight, Amy. And this Orlando Mad team just hopped the heat. Uh, they are giant. I mean, Paolo Boncaro's giant. Franz Wagner, they got him back the last time that he lost to him. Uh, what do you think of the biggest challenges for Miami in this one tonight? Because that, that team, you know, they've had a really nice season for Orlando Magic standards for sure, but now they're kind of back healthy. Uh, I think that he got their hands full tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest challenge is going to be, regardless against any team, but especially the Magic, is to score. Uh, they are big, and they are big at all positions, and they're physical. Just ask Phoenix. When they rolled in here last week, they had played Orlando the night – I think it was the night before. I don't think there was a night off. There may have been, but like they were like sh- almost shook. Uh, Frank Voigt talked about just how um, 
how upset they were, not upset, but Vogel, excuse me, just how the size on the defensive end because they're really aggressive too. So I think scoring is always going to be a challenge for any team against Orlando, but with Miami, I mean, the defense looks great. It's rolling, it's back, but still figuring out consistency in the offense. But also, Tobin, to your point, in terms of how big this game is, like, so this is bigger than big because right now Miami has a 2-1 uh, regular season record against Orlando, but they're in division. And the way the NBA works, when you look at tiebreakers against teams with the same records, the next thing you look at is division. Well, if they're tied with Orlando in the division, then it turns into like a whole other like right. points, winning percentage in your division. And it's crazy. So if you're Miami, you're going in this game and say, let's kind of end that right now and just win this, ser- this regular season record. It's a huge game. Is it like I always wonder because they're trying to turn things around and try to get things going. And I understand how big this game is, but are they trying to take care of the bigger issues that they've been having? And it just so happens they're playing Orlando at this moment. Or can they just say, okay, this is a big game. Let's get it going because they've had these struggles now for two, three weeks. And I don't know how that's going to just turn around. Yeah, I think it's I think it's fair to say there's a little bit of that, but these guys understand. Like that's the difference I'd say. The big difference between Orlando and, and Miami in terms of their rosters is their experience, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Miami does have now you credit Orlando because they also dipped quite a bit, but they are pulling themselves out. They were a team I was curious if they were gonna do that just because they're so talented, but they're young. Right. And so they've shown that they're gonna continue to figure it out as the season goes on. If you're Miami, um, I think you as silly as it sounds, and I, I'm like such a competitor that it, it really bothers me because because I'm also not a moral victory person. But when you looked at that Clippers game, that came down to making some shots, some right. good quality <laughs> shots. That was the difference in that game. I mean, they came out, they defended their tails off. They really, really, um, really got on top of the Clippers early. And I think, you know, when you look at Terry Rozier, the biggest thing from the Clippers game and something we're going to talk about tonight is just you saw a, a lot more fluidity, fluidity in terms of his action with Bam, which is so important when you want to talk about that two-man game and getting to your shots and getting to your spots. And if I thought it was actually a really good game, while it wasn't his highest scoring game with Miami, I thought he generated some awesome opportunities. So continuing to build on that and listen, like this is happening in real time. Two weeks ago, this guy was just like landing in Miami. So I think it's fair to say like his his shooting, he's the first one who said it after the game, but I can't hit a shot right now, but it's not like, it's to the point where he's going to at some point, like in his ninth season, he's established that he can shoot the ball. So right. I think that that's something that's going to come as well. So to your point, I think if you're Miami, you got to keep your head down on the ground a little bit and just believe in your game plans and your executions because against the Clippers, that who is, in my opinion, the best team in this league right now, um, if you can just execute in terms of making a couple more shots, you win that game. Right. So they've got to believe that they can compete against anybody in this league on any given night. Yeah, Leroy got mad at me because I blame the refs. Uh, with this James Harden because they're still falling for his tricks, Amy. Like, if I saw this happen again last night. Amy, if you've played a sport and, and like, how reluctant are you are to say something like that? Like, dude, I'm never going to take it out of the player's dude, hands. I'm never going to do it. He tricks I don't them care. with his flopping into the bench. They fall for it every time. Now, last night it was a clash of superpowers because he did it to Trey Young, but it was like he, he is, they keep falling for it with the kickout thing. So I will say this. I, 
I always kind of disclaimer, I think the officials have the hardest job in the gym. They really do. And actually, when you think about it, they le- they mess up the least amount of times between like players and coaches. I'll throw broadcasts in there. They actually probably do make the few amount of mistakes. Right. They have the hardest job in the gym. But I also, like Tobin, I get like sometimes I'm like, what? But the one that <laughs> killed me in the the one that oh. killed me in the Clippers game. Please don't say the same started, one. Yeah. It was when Jay Rich took a charge in the open court on Paul George when they made that late push and the officials did not call it. And that could have instantly changed that game. And actually the camera was on the conversation. You could see the official kind of going like, okay, okay. And I like said to Jax, I was like, okay, but that could have been the game. Like you just don't know at the end of the day, like that's not what, that's not what he went with the the again. This is (laughs) Amy. He went with the Caleb Martin one where he should have got the end one. And then they went down and made a three. He was know, he put was the people's elbow on Caleb. <laughs> what a what an what an incredible finish. I was just watching that one last night again. And Caleb, I just love when he does stuff like that, which he right. does. But to me it was the Jay Rich taking the charge, the full clean out in the open court. I'm like, oh my gosh, like that would have went the other way. And if you score on that, like totally different ball game. But at the end of the day, again, like you look at just some of the shots at Miami when their offense went cold, and Ooh. I'm sure you guys might ask about this. I'm sitting there and going, man. Where's Tyler? Like, because yeah. Tyler Hero yeah. can generate. As, as, I'm such a Tyler. I, I love Tyler's game, and I think he's so important to this team. And I mm-hmm. and I, this is a perfect example of it. It's like when our offense goes cold, everyone wants to like. Everyone's like, "Where's Tyler?" Because he can generate great shots. You know, and and so I just, I'm I'm hoping, I know he's still, I believe he's still listening. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. List is probable when I checked last um, mm-hmm. time, so hopefully he'll be back tonight because there's going to come a point in time where, yeah, if your offense goes cold, at least you know you can get a good quality shot from him. He did say, like, you know, he's trying to put up more threes. He's trying, you know, in his words, sacrifice and you know, maybe play a game that's not the most comfortable for him. But we know what a talented shooter he is. Are you seeing that? And then have you also seen you know, I, the one thing I've loved over these last three games? Well, two with Tyler, but it just seems like him and Bam are getting back to being on the same page with each other. I don't I don't know why that felt like it got away from them a little bit this year, but those two are, have had such a great chemistry, been together for so long. So just what have you thought about, you know, since they've, they've reshuffled, they've met, how Tyler's been just playing on the court? Yeah, so first of all, like, we know Tyler's a three-level scorer, and I think he's at his best when he's able to create and kind of like put that on display. But Tyler's being asked to do something really difficult, which is kind of 
changing his execution based on who he's playing with, like in games. And so mm-hmm. some lineups that might mean you've got to be more of a spacer and just kind of roam the perimeter, keep your feet moving and keep, get your target hands up, get ready to shoot. And other lineups that's like, hey, you know, get in your two-man game, get to your paint touches. His mid-range floater, we all know, is like the, one of the best, I think, just at his size, his ability to get over defenders. So Tyler's being asked to literally like almost change that. Um, maybe it might be quarter to quarter. And I think that there's something to be said about giving him some credit for doing that. But the Sacramento game, he was great. And actually, he only took nine shots that whole game. I'd like to see him take a couple more, but I think he's still trying to feel out this new kind of um, hybrid role for him. But uh, yes, to your point, the two-man game with Bam, it's Tyler and Bam, it's Duncan and Bam. And now I think we're adding Terry and Bam in there. Um, who's the common denominator, my friends? Let's go. Bam, like, right. you know, he is an all-star, okay? Come on now. Amy, how difficult is that? You know, because I think, you know, a lot of times we see Tyler do a lot of different things with different groupings. But um, how difficult is that to know when it's time or does he know, right? Or do they tell him, okay, look, you have to be the guy who's creating shots or you are, you know, the the you're the guy that is going to be the perimeter guy and we're going to, you know, kick it out to you and let you shoot. Um, how evident is that? How, you know, is it easy to transition to that? Does he know or does he have to kind of figure it out on the fly? Well, from my own experience, I wasn't getting, my job was to set screens, hit everybody, smash the flash. So I was never really asked to change. So I was just like, just go hit everybody and right. no one comes into your paint. And I loved it. That's what I got to do every day. And I pay for it every morning when I wake up and try to walk. Uh, but for Tyler, I think it's just, it comes down to, again, like this team, we all know it and they're, they're not hiding away. They went through that seven games where they're re- kind of almost like rejigging and re-identifying and having tough conversations. But I think the foundation of everything is communication. And it's no coincidence that so when Tyler gets in the game, to your point about kind of switching these, it's just having those conversations, right. like uh, having structure, having having structure and maybe a little bit more structure than they're used to again, because now you've added a guy like Terry who can get his own shots up too, who gets the paint. You want Jimmy touching the paint. Bam is not roaming on the three-point line. Like, that key is only so big, right? right. So I think there's a, something to be said about just kind of continuing to communicate and really, really executing your structure. And that's, I mean, I think we all believe in in Spo and his staff. And if you don't, I don't have anything to say to you about that. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So yeah. Spo's like saying, this is what we're doing. You got to do it. Like, you have to do it. And you mm-hmm. have to believe in it. I don't think there's any reason not to at this point. I don't think there ever will be. So um, I think it's just, again, making sure that everyone's on the same page and the communication is clear and concise. Speaking of Tyler, uh, you know, he's he's not just a great basketball player. He's Scotty Drippin. He's a man of fashion. Uh, what do we think of uh, what do we think of the bunny hat? Uh, I love this. And I've told Tyler this. I there I don't think there's one thing that he can wear that I'm like, no, I think he could absolutely wear anything and rock it. And actually, when that came on, I was sitting in studio with Will Manso and we were like, oh, my gosh. Was it Loverboy? I've never heard of Loverboy, but now everyone knows Loverboy. Yeah, well, Loverboy's got some hats, okay? But Tyler's the best kid out of here. He can wear anything and and totally just, um, I think he can rock it out. Actually, I told Jax this. I always laugh because I always picture Jax and what Tyler's wearing. It's some little (laughs) thing I do. 
And I always am like, could Jack sport that? And usually it's... That would be a great inside the heat if they just yes. go... If it would be two comparisons, Tyler Hero and Jason Jackson in each other in each other's closets and seeing what the wardrobe looks like because they would both be very impressive. See, like, I, this is what I... That's great know, producing. This is, where, that, this is my free time. This is what I think of in my free time. So it's great. Amy, do you think uh, with Jaime Jaquez, we have not seen uh, him be off to that great an offensive start since he's come back? I was wondering this. Do you think this is a rookie wall thing, or do you think he's got a little bit of what's going on? Remember when Jimmy came back, Jimmy kind of was on the outs, didn't feel like he was himself. Now it's a rookie trying to kind of fit in with all these new pieces. What do you think is going on with Jaime right now? So we're on the same page, Tobin, because I actually ran some numbers and I'm going to read them to you. So last year with UCLA, he plays and starts in 37 games for his team through the entire season. He plays a total of 1,228 minutes. Right now at the Heat, he's playing 45, 44 games and 1,304 minutes. He's already played well um, over, way more season, minutes right. than he did in a condensed season. What's crazy is his efficiency is actually better in the NBA than it was in college. I'm talking about field goals, threes, and free throws. So um, I'm not going to say rookie wall in that like he's done, but I think when you come back from injury, like you are checking into a game where it is bigger, faster, stronger. And also, Jaime comes back in the middle of kind of this like, got to find our identity again right and he's playing with in a new rotation he's playing with a new point guard that pushes at a different pace so i think it's a combination of of a little bit of everything but i i think that jaime is going to be just fine and especially like i think everyone's just like you get to this point in the season where you're going okay got to get to the all-star breaks you can really just take care of your mind and your body a little bit but um i don't i don't think he's hit the wall and that's it i think he's got a lot more in him for the rest of the season you guys can watch Amy Audubon tonight on Bally Sports Sun. Uh, pre and post game coverage. And of course, listen to her with Jason Jackson on the radio call tonight right here on 560 WQM. Always like when you join us, Amy. Thank you so much. Thanks, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day and see you down at the arena. Yeah, great to talk. See you later. There you go. Check out uh, Amy. Does fantastic work yep. with the Miami. So I probably, at that moment, I didn't spell anything. Okay. At that moment when she was saying, I think he looks great. <laughs> Uh, it probably wouldn't have been the best time to say he looks like the Joker from my deck of cards. <laughs> so, dude, you, you're Leroy. You can say whatever you want. But, but he does. He does. No, for sure. It's the hat. It's, it's the, the hat. hat. But she right. loves the hat. So it was great. I'm glad right. he saved it, Leroy. I'm glad. He does, but like there has to be a point. I remember when D. Wade got to this point. There was a point where oh, D. No. Wade yeah. got Wade, to I games. Got the outfit. Yeah. The outfit was when he wore the short. The, the, the suit oh, shorts. Suit the shorts. Suit shorts. I didn't yeah. think they were that bad. Nah, yeah, when he bad. when that first came out, like now we see Tyler Hero, that's like nothing. Like yeah. if Tyler Hero showed up in a suit shorts, it'd be like, ah, that's pretty tame for Tyler. Right. But there comes a point where you're either a fashion guy or you're not a fashion guy. And she's right. Tyler Hero can just wear whatever he wants because you just expect Tyler Hero to wear things that nobody has the guts to wear. And sometimes he'll show up looking like the Joker sometimes he's wearing like the brightest shirt you've ever seen in your life. It's it's amazing. He's still not Kyle Kuzma. Yeah, for with sure. The, the extra That's long sweater. Oh, we're Kyle, yeah, Kyle we'll Kuzma. never get over that Kyle sweater. Kuzma looks like airline safety sometimes when he shows up. <laughs> okay. Like you pull a ripcord. Does he still do that? Are we all just become numb to it? Or like I haven't seen uh, as much If photos. you're Kyle Kuzma, what else do you have besides your fashion right now? Like if yeah, Kyle Kuzma's true. given up on fashion, he's just given up on life because he certainly, when he looks like he's playing basketball right now, looks like a little bit of him has died inside being on the Wizards. Wasting away in Washington.
dude, it feels like they're wasting away. Do you know them. that LeBron probably could have had more success if he had kept all the guys that he went there with? Yeah, you're talking um, about Ingram, Randall, D'Angelo. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I saw him yesterday. He's still trying to trade half his team. <laughs> How mad is he that uh, Gabe Vincent's not coming back for another month? Mm. You know he wanted to ship him off. Not surprised. Mm-hmm. What dogs. did Gabe Vincent do? Exactly. He dude. left. What dude. did he do? He no, left. I'm saying, what did he hurt? Me. Oh, his knee. Oh, he hurt me. Oh, okay. His knee. His knee's been messed up. <laughs> he hurt Fink. <laughs> said he hurt. He hurt me. <laughs> Take a break. Back after this. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 